It's called the question game mm -hmm. where you have to ask a question back and forth. Now, if I were to and if I if I were to answer this with is three million dollars enough, what is that person going to say generally? Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong, and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome to uh, this exciting episode where we're going to give you some tips and tricks on negotiation, some things to remember, things to do, and uh, things to avoid, and the mistakes that many people make when they're going into a negotiation on a property and understanding that this is really a game and you really should look at it that way. You shouldn't look at it as necessarily any more than that. You should have fun with it um, because if you're a little too serious in the negotiation, I think it's going to hurt you more than, more than take. I'll be Thank you. I'm yes. having some mental blocks this morning, but you, you really want to be as comfortable and as easy, uh, loosey goosey as possible uh, and let your personality shine, obviously, when you're communicating with a seller. But ultimately understand that you uh, should portray yourself as someone that has money. And I want you to imagine Shark Tank or Dra Dragon's Den, since some Canadians uh, might be listening to this and you are Canadian. And there's a show called Dragon's Den in Canada that is Shark Tank, basically, where people that are sitting down and the ones that are standing uh, doing the jazz fingers and selling to the, the, the sharks or the dragons. And you are not the, the person that's waving the jazz fingers. You're actually the person... Uh, that is sitting down um, wondering if that is the right opportunity for you to buy. So you have to be in a control position whenever you're negotiating and understand your value and your purpose is to have them sell you on the property and not vice versa. If you're selling on the fact that you're going to buy, then you're not a real buyer because real buyers don't sell, they buy. Um, if you're in sales, you understand that you're usually the salesperson is chasing the buyer and you want to be chased. And that's going to take a little bit of time and practice. I have a whole program just designed on that. It's called Success Reflex. Uh, and I'm not here to um, get you into that program at all. I just want to give you the, the, the sort of the, the big bullet hot tips that you can um, look out for. And start and, using. And, and, and start using and, and uh, mm -hmm. have, to have more control in your, in your environment to be able to get better deals. Mm -hmm. Because we're buying, our volume uh, as a collective is around 1,500 units a year. Uh, which is a lot at 15 caps and higher. That's a lot. That's a lot of property at very low prices and very high returns, very low risk. So a lot of benefits to buying great properties at great prices and not in terrible areas either. We're not buying in ghettos or you know in underprivileged areas. We're buying in decent BC areas. Uh, B being uh, white collar and C is being blue collar, uh, and in some cases some white collar opportunities pop up just because we're at the right price at the right time. And uh, all through negotiation tactics that, that I've developed, uh, that I've learned, and that I empower others with. And it's a lot of fun. And if you have fun with it, you do a lot better. And in a very short period of time, you negotiated two or three hotels um, using these techniques just by picking up the phone and, and, and calling some, uh, some agents and some sellers. Yeah, you know what? It it's truly is. Negotiation in, in itself is an art. Like anything else, you, you see things. And when you get good at it, and then some of the 
the strategies you taught me and, and that I've grown on and on top on top of that is is what you say you say it intentionally yes listening is one important component and I never used to listen I, you know people ramble 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 and then I would be very eager to get to the next question and that's not necessarily the way to do it because you're missing a lot of uh, nuggets in there that y- you want to hear the seller what they have to say or the owner what they have to say so you can come to a common solution and some of it is solutions putting pieces together so it is i think negotiating is a, is a big integral part in in it's it's a, it's an art in itself and anything you say everything you say is done intentionally to get to what their want and not what their wants are sorry what their needs are yes. so just because i want a million dollars for this property do i really need the million dollars and that's what you're doing you're basically peeling uh, peeling that onion to figure out what my true need is and my need may be that i need a million but i don't need it maybe all now and and there's strategies behind that so it's it's listening to the person that is selling because that's what they're trying to do they're trying to sell you to buying this asset and i think it's the other way around for most and i'm just as guilty uh where i'm trying to I feel like I was, when I started, I feel like I was trying to qualify to buy that. <laughs> selling yourself. I was selling myself. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And, and you, well, you told me that too. Yes. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, man. Is this what you do? No. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And at the same time, there's a delicate balance to that because you don't want to go in, and a lot of people do this too. They go in, you know, cutthroat to the juggler. They, yes. they throw a low ball and, 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 and you just turn them right off. And they know you're tire kickers or you're not serious or you don't have that posture of being a cash buyer. And you just ruin your credibility and forget it. They're not going to trust you. And I think the reason you can listen is because they're talking. And for that to happen, you have to ask questions. And the more questions you ask, the more listening you get to do. And the more they talk, that just gives them more opportunities to drop some really interesting nuggets for you to pick up on and to help you get, you know, your price or your price down. Yeah, um, there's two things that we've discussed. Um, One is obviously listening right and in order to listen you have to ask quality questions yeah. um, and understand when you're as- asking a question um, make sure that you understand that you're that you should be listening not taking notes not wondering what you're going to say next but really being present and listening and pr- being present during a negotiation is part of listening and asking questions mm-hmm. but it's still mm-hmm. a tip uh, in itself in that I can ask a question, not be present at all, thinking of the next thing I'm going to say. They said some really powerful things. Like, for example, at someone I was I was mentoring, they had asked uh, a seller, you know, why they were selling, and they had said, "Yeah, I just lost, uh, you know, lost a family member. It was tragic. I, every time I go into the property, it reminds me of them, and I just I want it out of my life." And the very next question they asked is, "Can you tell me more about the uh, utilities?" <laughs> That's. That, that's that, well. That's horrible. That's that's that's. They've asked the question. They haven't listened, and they're like, going on to the next it's question. It's like you're a robot, and you're yeah, because they're concentrating on what the next question is, and totally like miss that whole thing. And that's, because they that's, have a list, and they want to cover things, and, right. and that's not how a conversation should go. A conversation with a seller should go the way a conversation would go with any one of your friends. Your best talking. friend, yeah. It should you're be organic. Talking. It's yeah. got to be organic. Hundred yeah, percent. It's got to be organic, and it portrays to be organic and, and true. Whatever. If you're just listening. Well, listening, you're just silent because you're you're thinking of the next question when they shut up mm-hmm. and missing something like that. No sympathy, no humanity in there. Like that's if I was a seller, I would hang up right there. Right, right then and there. Yeah, there's yeah. no compassion. And and we're, listen, we're all guilty of that. We all are wanting. We all think we want a deal, 
uh, as quickly as we can. But you know, an expression that I've used over and over again is you can't rush baking a cake. And the, every deal is its own animal and will take and has its own gestation period. You know, some deals go quick like rabbits and some are elephants that take 9, 10, 11, 12, 18 months uh, to, 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 you know, to, to, to bear fruit. So understanding to ask the right questions. And, and just can I add on that question? Yes. Ask open-ended questions as much as possible. Not yes or no questions because Very good. the idea is to have them open up and... When someone starts speaking and they see that you're interested, they're going to tell you so much more than you need to know for that transaction. And that's where really the magic starts happening for you. Because if you do actively listen, you're going to pick up some amazing things and you'll be able to, to turn that conversation into the perfect negotiation. I, I want to piggyback on that. So All right. you're, you're, you're asking these open-ended questions. What's the main purpose? Yes, obviously you're trying to get uh, uh, to a price point where you're mutually... Uh, satisfied, uh, but you're basically you're probing for answers to help that individual. Mm -hmm. You're in the and you say it, you're in the people helping business. Mm -hmm. So how can I help you? And asking those questions, how can I help you? There, there's a reason why that person is selling that property. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the more quality open ended questions like why are you selling it, what's wrong with it, what's going what on, what you need, you know, what's going on. Tell me. It sounds some of them sound great, and and people just miss that. You're like, listen, this sounds like a great opportunity. Why are you selling it? Why are you selling it? And then just asking that, yeah. like, oh shit, you know what? This, and then you get you, that's when you start peeling the onion. You start getting into that to that problem. And and then, and, and they you know say you know I I have a going through divorce. I need some money, and you know I I and then so instead of. Now, I'm sorry, you know, you know, who pays utilities next is, well, I'm sorry, going through divorce. I've been through two of them. I know that sucks. Uh, I, I know you need some money. Well, do you have any idea how much money you need right now? Right. Yeah. So we're, we're basically picking up what is being dropped um, through listening, through which, active which listening, is a strategy which, they use. which is another strategy. Right. So you want to um, ask the right questions. You want to pick up what's being dropped. Uh, you want to uh, be present in, in the conversation uh, and you want to lead um, the conversation by asking a series of questions. For whoever asks the questions is in control. Um, if I ask a question to someone and then they ask me another question, um, then th suddenly they're in control. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, if if they if I ask, hey, can I? I'd like some information on this property, and they go, well, do you have a proof of funds? Right, which is a question they're asking me. Well, who's in control at this point? Well, yeah. they are. Listen. Yeah. So, so my, my, my response could either be if you're a beginner, well, no, let me go get one, which is a terrible response. My answer would be I would love to give you a proof of funds, but I don't know anything about this property yet. So before we even get into that, I need to know a series of things in order for me to make a decision if this is something I really want to buy. What can you tell me about this? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to redirect the question into something I need to know because what they need is not relevant to me. What I want is this information. And if they don't want to give me information on a property, it's like going into a car dealership saying, well, before we show you any car, I need to have all this information from you before we even tell you what kind of car that you're going to buy. I'd leave that dealership immediately, and I think most people would. Yeah. Can you imagine on Dark Tank or Dragon's Den for, for the Canadians, uh, the guy in front of the stage pitching their mugs or whatever it is, and then one of the dragons asked them a question and they counter with another question. Can I, can I see a proof of funds and what are you going to do? Like, that shit won't fly. No, and that's gosh. the same posture you need to have. 
when you're buying something. It's like, well, hold on a second. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. You're rushing this. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, meeting someone and like you said, going to, straight to, show straight me your, to the yeah, show me your show, show me your bank statement before you walk into the, you know, before you even walk onto the lot. Like, yeah. you know, there's a, you. Yeah, there's a time exactly. and point for that, but <laughs> until you get to that, and that's going back to the control. So listen, we're not there yet. Happy to provide you what, what you need, but let's see if this is a good fit for us first, right? Let's see where, what the, what's the issue. What do you need? What do you need? Not what do you want? What do you need? What's the issue? How can we help? And if you can't, then you're not exposing yourself um, with, with getting proof of funds. So you're, you're basically, you're pre-qualifying yourself, which makes no sense because you don't know if you want to qualify yourself for that asset. Right. And understand that if you're dealing with real estate agents or a property that uh, from a seller that has had a property or been around for a while, they're going to ask you questions to see if you're real um, and if you're wasting their time. Because as you get older and as you start making more money, you realize that time is really the best, most profit. This is really only currency that we have is time. Um, and if someone is calling me or contacting me and wasting my time, I can never get that time back. I don't want to be in an environment where I'm wasting my time with anything. So if I'm picking up the phone because my property is being advertised and someone is asking me uh, a question, I don't know if they're a buyer yet, I'm going to ask them a question to see if they're for real by like proof of funds, um, you know, you know, list try to get a list of assets have. you have. Uh, I want, you know, your social security number. I'm going to ask a question to see if, just to see what the reaction is, to see if they're real. So understand that just because they're asking you the question doesn't mean they want that specific answer. They just want to see how you're going to react to see if you're real or not. Mm-hmm. And it's important to um, understand that the the conversation is really a move and a counter move. This is just like chess. And I'm very blessed that I've identified through so many transactions that have been lost and I'm, again, blessed in that I'm helping, you know, hundreds of transactions at the same time. I'm at the top and I'm looking at a lot of things on the chessboard and what people are saying, doing wrong, uh, exposing themselves and saying the wrong things and how they're negotiating. Because I'm, I'm looking at all these train wrecks that are happening and going, mm-hmm. I can't believe that this is happening. That there are actually real things that you can identify in your conversation to really change the scope and the direction of a conversation very quickly so you look believable very, very fast. So asking questions is really um, a powerful thing. And this is sort of a long statement to get to a, a short sort of exercise for you in that whenever someone asks a question, I want you to answer with a question that isn't, why did you ask me that? So if uh, Gabriel asked me any question whatsoever, real estate related, can you please provide me with a proof of funds? Is $3 million enough? Is the next question. And then he would have to answer with another question. So we would have, it's called the question game mm-hmm. where you have to ask a question back and forth. Now, if I were to, if I, if I were to answer this with, is $3 million enough? What is that person going to say generally? Well, shit, yeah. yeah so give me some more information on the property right. so then yeah. we can get right back into that. Right. So I'm not, They've asked for proof of funds. I didn't give them one. I, I redirected with a different question. They're going to say, yeah, that would be enough. So, now, okay, great. Give me some more information on the property. Mm-hmm. So I can redirect and re- have to take control of that, of that conversation just by asking a separate question. I didn't say that I have $3 million in the bank. I just said it's $3 million enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're deflecting the question back onto to the seller. To and, take and, control. And that's going back. So asking question is a pivotal part of uh, negotiating, but also, and the listening part, but also uh, deflecting, and not even deflecting, but uh, redirecting. Over, or redirecting, overcoming some of the questions that may be asked so you can be in that control. So 
Uh, again, I think we identified over 50 things that may be said uh, that you know how to... Objections, uh, uh, that you know how to uh, counter-answer yep. uh, without losing control of that conversation and deflecting, if you want to call it, and you still maintain that posture and that control. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, that's why it's going down to the negotiation is definitely an art. It's an art for listening. It is. It's an art for, for, for questioning, and it's an art for deflecting and objection handling. And either way, I mean, you can take everything we've just given you, and you're still not going to be able to apply it correctly right away because it's, like you said, it's an art, and an art takes time to and perfect practice. and practice to perfect. So, really, that's what you should be doing right now is pick up the phone, call agents, and practice. You know, you don't have to buy anything, but you can practice your negotiation skills. You can practice active listening. You can even start that at home. <laughs> I know my wife tells me I'm never listening, so well, I can start practicing there. But, <laughs> yeah. but in the end, it, yeah. okay, even when you do this exercise where you do phone, yeah. uh, like obviously, the, you know, uh, many of you may not know what all the ejections are, and you're going to learn that through uh, uh, phoning and practicing and doing this. But what they could do is when they do phone and they're um, asked questions, just think about, what your objective is. And your objective is to try to come to a mutual satisfaction. And how do you do that? You're trying to help the other person. Put the other person's issue first because the, when you solve other people's issues, that's where you your success Yours is going to come. Solved as well. Solve other people's issues and problems and you will be successful in life in anything you do, any business endeavor. Look at any business model. It's helping other people's problems. Obviously, the bigger the problems, the, the bigger the rewards, mm -hmm. uh, the successful you're going to be. So just think of it from that point and not so much what's in it for you, but what's in it for them? Because that's what they're thinking. What's in it for me as, as a seller? Yep. And if you can't help me get that, achieve that, then I got no use for you. Right. And, and that's the, the art of it. I, I thought from and I'm still we're still learning this shit. And, and, and you, we get better. It's more fluently coming off because we're it's through practice. practice. It is. So, so to give you some, some direction on an exercise, when you pick up the phone, you could ask, could you tell me more about the property? Um, then they're going to start talking. Then they're going to say something. Then you're going to pick up whatever they say, like, oh, it's, you know, 10 years old. Okay, well, is there anything that, uh, is there any deferred maintenance? And they start talking about that. And near the end of the conversation, just basically say, I, I'm blessed with some extra cash. Uh, I like to park it somewhere. If I were to write you a check, what's the absolute best that you can do? And then listen to what their reaction is. And just as an exercise to see what they say and to see how much of a price drop they have. Uh, and I suggest you do this directly with an owner, not with an agent, because an agent will say, well, write up an offer and we'll take it from there. And that's going to get complicated. So I don't necessarily want you to do that. Just talk to the agent. Uh, I'm sorry, talk to a seller directly. Just say that. I'm blessed with a little bit of cash that's lying around, like to write a check. What's your, what's your best number? If he says, well, make me an offer, then my next... My suggested response that you should practice is, listen, if I make you an offer, I don't want to insult you, hurt your feelings. And honestly, I want to pay a dollar for the property. And I know that you probably won't take a dollar. But, you know, if you're okay with me making you a dollar offer, then I'll do that. I'd rather you just tell me what your absolute best price is that I can write you a check for. And just saying that is honest. It's authentic. Well, it I is. really do only want to pay a dollar. And I said it in a non-threatening, non-confrontational conversation. I'm like almost talking to myself way. And I've always gotten the seller to respond with, you know, um, well, you know, I'll do this. And if they don't go down and all, they're not, not motivated anyway. So, you know, move on to the next one. But just that small little piece will be very helpful. Also, um, I have a seller call program, which is every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 
where either myself, Frank, or Gabriel, one of us are on a call, we're talking to a seller, you can hear what we say, and we analyze every word we're saying and what the seller is saying, and we're going into how we're taking a conversation and masterfully um, guiding it where we're making millions just by flapping our lips out of thin air. It's it's phenomenal. So make sure you tune in on the Seller Call program. Uh, there should be a link for it somewhere in either on this page Just or that. it's completely it's, free. It, yeah, it, it's a free program. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it doesn't cost anything and it's it's phenomenal. You'll absolutely love it. Uh, what else? On that, you know, well, go, going back to the, the, the argument of negotiation with the seller call, everything is done with intent. You, you mentioned earlier in, 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 in the session that it, it's a game. And it is. it is a game. We're just eight steps ahead. We're directing our masterpiece. We're just flowing. We're just directing the conversation in, 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 in the direction we want it to go. And if it doesn't go that direction, that means that's just not the property for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. you got to be okay with that, too. It, it, Which is a move in itself because exactly. walking away from the conversation is a move. Yes. It's, you've traveled the world. If you're blessed with being able to travel or from a country where this happens, you go into a market and you, you haggle. And then if you don't get the right price, what do you do? You Please. walk out of the store. Yeah. And what does the shopkeeper do if they really want your business? They right. run after you. Come and that's, back. Come that's back. the point is it's okay yeah. to walk away and ha- be chased. Yeah. That's another move. It's not you have to do the deal right then and there. Uh, I want to get a no. I want there to be a disagreement. I want, uh, in fact, I, I liken this to to uh, martial arts. Uh, I was in competitive judo uh, for a very long time, and you know, and a no is when they say no and I say no. That's the bow. You know, you want to have that bow of both parties <clears throat> saying no, and that's just part of the negotiation process. Is both parties have to say no, or yeah. it's it's the negotiation hasn't really. Been and done. that's what starts the game. And we have yeah. a strategy. It's called the ping pong, and we do that purposely. You, you have the ball, you throw it in their court, and it's, it's the ping pong. You don't want to get into the ping pong. We don't want to get into the ping pong. Especially, I had not, a, especially not you. Yeah. I had a mind twist. <laughs> it, it, it was it was really terrible. I was I was you know I, I wasn't hurt, but Story I, I, was, I was out for a he week. Was, he, he was definitely affected. It, it, it was a mind. It was oh. a mind teaser for sure. But uh, <laughs> but it is it, it is a game. But it's an yes. intentional game. It's a chess game, so you can't rush it. It's not checkers, um, and and everything everything that we say is done with intent, and and truly to trying to help the seller. Yep. And if we can't help the seller, and we can't come to that mutual agreement, leaving the table is a move in itself, yep. and you just move on to the next one. And then follow and if up they, later. If they if follow up later, fortunes in the follow up. Um, so. Another thing. I another. Just fortune in the follow up. Just that is. Remember yeah. that is. I know if that's what you were going to say. No, I was going to add something else, but that, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. And understand that the fortune is in the follow-up. This property that I purchased for literally half price, it's tripled in value since I purchased it. Uh, I It wasn't done on the first conversation, the second, the third, or the, the fifth. It was like the 10th or 11th over a three-month process. Um that's how things work. The, the hotels that we purchase are never done on the first point of contact. Uh, they take time. It's a gestation period. It's a back and forth game. It's ping ponging. It's saying no, walking away, coming back, saying no, coming back, and going through that whole process over and over again and having fun with it. And it's okay that we don't agree on price. I know you want $8 million for your property. It's okay. I can't. The numbers don't allow me to pay for it. It's not that I can't pay for it. The numbers don't allow me to buy it. Yeah. And that's also a very important point is the bad guy is always the numbers. Never you. You should know that the number, what numbers need to happen in order for you to buy it. And if you are focused on, I can't buy it, it's because you can't afford it. 
don't, don't ruin your position that way. It's the numbers that don't allow me to buy it. I'd love to buy it for this. I can't. The numbers don't allow it. So the numbers become the bad guy, not you. So fortune is in the follow-up. Numbers are the bad guy. Yeah. And oh, I was going to add that you know we're, we're giving a lot of you know techniques here that apply to when the seller has a, a really high price. But sometimes you're talking to a seller and all of a sudden the price drops dramatically to where even you didn't think that you were going to get there. And then the natural sort of human reaction is, is excitement. And that's something that you never want to sort of portray is excite. You're never excited. Even if it's the price goes down, even if uh, this is another one that I, I've seen a lot of people get excited over is, oh, you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hold back, you know, uh, 80% of the price. If you just bring in 20% down, you know, you don't need a loan. We'll, we'll, we'll hold the debt for you. And, and then you get excited, but getting excited just does one thing to the price. It brings it up. So even if they're giving you good news, you have to find a way to kind of tone it down and, and turn it almost into bad news. Oh, yeah, well, it's 100% occupied. Well, that's great. But you know what? We're in the value add business. And, you know, if you're full, there's really nothing we can do about that. So that really hurts our business model. Yeah. And, and even, you know, even though you want it 100% occupied, if that's your case, because you like a stable property. So you have to also be careful. Your tone of voice is extremely important when you're doing, when you're doing a negotiation. Well, it, 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 it's doing that is making them uh, believe that it's it's that they negotiated and that they won or it was their mm -hmm. idea, mm -hmm. all right? Because if because if you get a yes right away, number one, there's going to be uh, uh, buyer's remorse, yeah. And if you say yes to their deal, there's going to be seller remorse, mm -hmm. and they're going to say, "Shit, I could have got more." Mm -hmm. And and if you <clears throat> if they said yes to yours, it's shit, I could have got it for less. So by by always not being satisfied, you always said never being hundred percent satisfied. And you're not even like you know what. That, the numbers still don't pan out. I, it doesn't work, but you know what? I want to help you out. And you do platonically. And if the numbers do work, say, listen, you know what? We'll try to make this work at that number. Let me see if I can make it you work. You want them to feel that that they was their decision because they don't want them to go to their wife if they're married and say, yeah, I got the guy who sucked me into this. Did you negotiate? Well, no, not really. I just said, yeah. And it's a buyer's remorse, right? Yeah. I mean, it's well, a seller's remorse. It's like if I go to, a, you know, I'm selling my, my, my Ferrari and Frank wants to buy it and he makes me an offer and I say yes right away. He's like, shit, I could have gotten better, and, you know, and then he's going to or he's going to think what's wrong with it. Because Frank's going to make me a really low offer and I'm just going to say yes, maybe because I need the money. Maybe yeah. I have a bill to pay and I have to get rid of my my Ferrari. I'll, I'll go buy another one, one one day. No problem. But I just need that amount of money. Well, you start thinking. You're like, oh, shit, why did he like, take that? And then he's like, like shit, I, I, I should have asked, asked for a lot less or yeah. what's wrong with it. And then when that starts happening, the deal unravels. Yeah. Even though that's exactly what I wanted. It's going to unravel because we got to an agreement too quickly. Exactly. So uh, there has to be time. I know there's there's an expression, time is money, but mm -hmm. the shortest amount of time, it's if you put in the right amount of time into the ass, into the negotiation, you're going to make money. So that's how I want you to take a look at it, is you need to invest in the right amount of time in order to make the money in the deal and yeah. keep it. Do we want to recap on all these techniques? Oh, there's so many right now. Yeah, so. And uh, we more than I expected to discuss yeah. today, actually. So, so first... Questions. So ask questions. Good and questions. Open-ended questions. Yes. Listen. That get them to talk, not yes or no questions. Not like, is the property occupied? Yes. That has no value whatsoever. Can you tell me more about the tenants? How long have the tenants been there? Get them to start talking as much yeah. as possible. Uh, next, ask when they start talking, what do they do? What do you have to do? Listen. Active listening. Active Actively. listening. Not just listen, but active listening. And don't take notes. Listen. Actually be present in that conversation. Pick up what they drop. Right. So if they're saying something, 
Uh, you know, it's very sad. My, I, I lost, you know, a couple things. I'm going through divorce. I'm relocating to Chicago, um, you know, and I need whatever. Listen to those things. Those are the clues as to how you can help them. Very, very important. Um, redirect questions. If they ask you questions, redirect them. Redirect them. Redirect so you can get back control of the conversation through the art of asking questions. Mm-hmm. Be okay to walk away from be the okay store. Be okay to walk away from the store. Never be excited. Never be excited. Uh, follow up. Fortune is in the follow up. And uh, have fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's going to get more fun. fun as you practice, as you get this more perfected. But yeah, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. And um, I, uh, I encourage you to listen to uh, the Seller Call program. Uh, again, it's free every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, uh, that's New York ideas. time. And uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of that. We have probably 100 pre-recorded calls already from three, four, five. I've been doing this call five years now, and it's every week. So I have hundreds and hundreds of calls that you can listen to that are pretty phenomenal. Uh, and so many tips and tricks and techniques in there. And uh, yeah, just stay plugged in, learn a lot, and practice. Because perfect practice makes perfect. Meaning that you you just have to do it. You make mistakes. Be okay with making mistakes, which is another tip, is be okay with failing. Learn from what you did wrong and do it again better the next time because you can't get perfect without making mistakes. You think your favorite uh, sports player uh, started perfect or did they have to make a lot of mistakes, learn from those mistakes, tweak their mistakes so they became the best of the best of the best? I know you're a Tom Brady fan. I am. Um, you know, uh, you, I think you said yesterday if I met him, I'd be humping his leg. <laughs> quote, to get a unquote, picture. <laughs> yes, to get a picture. Was that true? Did you say that? Uh, I did say yes, that. Yes, you did say that. Um, do you, was he always perfect? Probably not. Actually, I think he's gone through a lot of adversity to get to where he's at, and he's now enjoying the fruits of his labor. And a boxer, anyone, you have to, you know, any any athlete um, has to have some sort of defeat in order to improve. Yep. And that's just what you got to do. So on that, I think uh, there's some pretty good tips on here. And yeah. Yeah. take as many golden nuggets as you can, apply them, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Happy negotiation. Ta-da. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm